G'day listeners, you're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves tales from the shack 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 so what happens he gets the title shot outdoors in a ballpark and what do i get a one-way ticket to palookaville you don't understand i could have had class i could have been a contender i could have been somebody instead of a bum which is what I am. Let's face it. Hello, hello. Testing. Hola. Hey. Como Mom dear. Uh, <clears throat> Daza. Uh, Stan. How are Stan Nermelston. Good. Uh, yeah, good. good. Yeah, I think DJ Oman sent through uh, the, the next week's forecast. Pretty. Yes. Pretty good too. Um, pretty, pretty yeah. good. Obviously, we're we've got our topic we're going to get onto. We got you want to talk about any anything before we get into it? Things that have been um, I floating. Have, yeah, I've got I've got quite a few floaters. Oh, well, three in fact. I humanely trapped a mole today <laughs> and released him. Released him into the wild. Released him back into the ground where he yes, belongs. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But he was tearing up our our uh, our garden, and so I, wow. bought, I bought a, a few humane mole traps and managed to get the little bugger. And uh, yeah, they're so cute. <coughs> anyway, do, do, do they do that thing like in cartoons? Oh, that's gophers, I think. You know where yeah, they dig well, those I, holes I underground, do, I, and you can see the dirt. Yeah. Well, no, you can see that the, the whole bloody garden was full of mounds of dirt. These one little, yeah, right. bar, this one little bastard did a hell of a lot of damage. But um, I didn't go the full Bill Murray Caddyshack. I wasn't dynamiting the uh, dynamiting the lawn to try and get the, yeah. the little bastard. But yeah. so we finish eighteen, and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know? For the effort, you know. And he says, oh, uh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Apart from sick waves, what's floating your boat? <laughs> I, don't, I didn't usually watch too many surf video clips that would, you know, in inverted commas, drop. You know, and uh, but I've been watching a few lately when they come up now, and I tell you what, I don't know if the quality has in, has increased or maybe I just haven't noticed. Um, but there's been some great clips lately. There's a Quicksilver did two. They did the Mikey Wright one. I don't know if you saw that. Rock. Uh, rock. There you go. In Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and that looks. But he, he pulls into some crazy. Yeah. Like one thing about that, sorry to interrupt, but one one thing yeah. that got me about that uh, edit, as they call it, 
was the fact that he's willing to pull into like no hope 10 foot barrels at backdoor and stuff it's like owls oh that's nuts isn't it like i i don't know i think i saw someone coming commenting saying not many people have surfed that big backdoor that kind of aggressively yeah um it's it's big isn't it because normally when you see guys getting barreled at backdoor it's big obviously but not that looked just next level and he's just pulling in like it's a a little fun beach break closeout or something well knowing that he's gonna not gonna make it as well which is pretty pretty psycho yeah. And also and know, you, knowing, knowing that his brother lost his marbles on well, the, fucking, the same what? break. Exactly. Right? And I, I only just thought of that. Yeah, like it's like, yeah, his, his brother's been hammered there. And um, and he's quite a proponent now of, of the gaff. Um, and, <laughs> and his brother's just got a, you know, an ugly mullet. And all the ways of war. Can't change it back again I've been searching For the dolphin In the sea But but then it goes into this I don't know what you'd call it Some hardcore uh, Stoner rock song Dodge Swinger 1973 Flaps down, chassis free. Buzz Aldrin, Armstrong, or maybe just me. Don't worry, it's coming. Don't worry, it's coming. Jesus on the It's pretty cool. If, if you're going to have some grass, you may as well have some space grass. Space grass, man. That's pretty cool. It's the kind cool. of the kind of chorus is just him sort of yelling out, Jesus on the dashboard. Um, <laughs> but I, I really like that one. We'll put that one in. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Um, it went with the heavy waves, I suppose. Heavy music and heavy waves is always good. But then Ooh. the John John video, I don't know if you saw that one. Um, uh, was that the one where they're surfing that ridiculous outer reef thing? Well, the thing I liked about that was he used, um, I'm not sure you choose the music, but it was some classical piece. It was kind of like, and it was great. I, I think that cinematic big wave thing can sometimes be, you know, they use heavy kind of rock or something like that. But he went with the classical kind of feel and it was, um, it was awesome, I thought, musically.
then he went later on went with a, an Aussie kind of rock band called the Beefs, singing about red belly black snakes. I thought that's pretty cool. One, two, one, two, three, four. taste if i was to guess would be more towards mariah carey than an aussie kind of pub rock band but i, I yeah. kind of get the impression that john john is the, like the ultimate mummy's boy i kind of get the impression that she would be i'm, I'm thinking john john's listening to hall and oats um maybe maybe some Maybe some Leonard Skinner, which is, you know. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we talked about this before. Um, Loggins and Messina. Maybe he's interested oh. in Loggins and Messina. I fucking yeah. Joel. Mate, if he, if he so is, good. good on him. Good on him. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe him. Crosby Stills, Nash and Young. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Suits that sort of barely then, there beard he has kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that beard needs to be removed a bit of weird beard era dylan perhaps as well um, um a- all you men out there um if you can't grow a beard don't grow a beard if you can grow a beard like some of us lucky men do it grow, but 100 percent that that fluffy fucking wispy nothingness John, John, put it away, mate. Put it away. Yeah, mate, been... Well, no, you, you said you had three videos, or was that it? Oh, was no, it? that was that. Yeah, because so Quicksilver, I think, tried to get a, uh, well, I was going to say a, a foot in both camps, a leg mate. in both bodies, or something like that. Because <laughs> that, that, I think they're marketing these kind of, they do look kind of cool, actually. Maybe I should get some to improve my surfing. They've got those checkers down the side, a bit old school bodies. Anyway, so Mikey's wearing those, but then yeah. there's another quickie video with this, and I've totally forgotten the guy's name. This hipster, goofy guy, sort of channeling Jerry Lopez and. Oh, and yeah, the and, Andy Niblas. Niblas. Yeah, okay, he's cool. Yeah. I, I do like yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this, this uh, that clip of him surfing what looks like racetracks or something oh, like that. It is racetracks. Uh, it's so beautiful. Uh, without a leggy on a on a single fin, uh, pretty yeah. pretty cool mm. actually. Pulling into mm. a few deep pits and making most, but you know, having to swim a few times. Oh, I like that. That was good. I mean, no, I, I know, like sometimes knee, I like knee blast. He, he he. I think he's a originally a longboard guy who's just who's kind of gone more to the right mid lengthy retroy kind of vibe. But uh, yeah, oozing it's, oozing style. 
Yeah. It's, it's a, do you think it's a, I think it's a fine line between good hipster and vomit inducing hipster. Well, the, the, yes, he, he does. I mean, it, it, as you can see through that video, he, he looks like he's quite happy. Now, I don't whether that's because... <laughs> that's the that's, problem, isn't whether it? That's because, <laughs> whether that's because uh, Quicksilver are paying him... Paying to, him to be happy, yeah. To, to sit at fucking Changu for six months of the year, I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, good on uh, him for being happy, but yeah. Oh, can I just a random question? When was the last time you ever bought anything by Quicksilver? <laughs> That's a really good question. Well, uh, strangely enough, I um, and this is a, a sad, well, you know, it's just a, a fact of life that I'm my eyes are, are kind of starting to lose a bit of focus, and um, so I had to get some I had to get some reading glasses about a year or so ago i was in full denial but i went in and did it anyway anyway so this is a very boring story but she finally says these frames are good put them on and okay okay and they were quicksilver quicksilver brand reading glasses what does that mean like quicksilver fucking reading glasses (laughs) quick there's a there's a car driving there's two cars driving around in i don't mean two individual cars but two types of car driving uh, around europe europe oh one no. is a one is a th- one is definitely a renault and i think the other one might be a citroen i'm not 100 percent sure um but they both have done deals with so one is a renault clio rip curl or something and one is a fucking wow something something Quicksilver, and so you've got these cars driving around with the Rip Curl and Quicksilver bloody symbol on the on them. It's like fuck. Oh, that's so good. Oh, and does the yeah. does the Quicksilver one like fall apart after six months? Because <laughs> that if Quicksilver are cursed oh. in the wetsuit, that they have consistently made shit wetsuits for well, years now. Well, apparently the I, I, I did do recall hearing a uh, on a maybe it was on a podcast or in a anyway I I read or whatever a recent kind of wetsuit review thing. Oh yeah, and the Quicksilver wetsuit got good props, but basically basically stating that you know exactly what you just said in the past quicksilver wetsuits were, were renowned for being ultimately shit i've never i've never i've never had one i've never worn one so i i, I cannot comment i think uh, i did have one years ago and it did mm. fall apart pretty quick but yeah. um anyway um how did we get on that quicksilver uh, i don't know <laughs> oh yeah anyway that yeah just that just, just them trying to straddle the the hipster market and oh, the, yes, that's it, that's it, and the hardcore Mikey Wright kind of market. Uh, I don't know where uh, I fall. Is 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 this is that's the other thing is we may have talked about this before in previous episodes, but uh, I'm beginning to think that the Mikey Wright whole shtick is contrived. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying. I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that I'd, I'd rather be 
hanging out with Nebless than right than right at this, pre- right. At this present juncture. Yeah, maybe that's just me. But, you know. Also, yeah. there was that new. There was a, another kind of edition of the current uh, saga, moving on yeah. from uh, um, speaking of free scrubber. Time. Yeah, Sorry. but that was. I mean, it was pretty. Uh, what was it called? In the band, I think, with um, Connor Coffin, Kaza, and uh, Mason Ho, sort of surfing mm. around San Francisco. I think it was the area. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, current. I mean, current rollerblading around with a mini amp and a homemade box guitar. I mean, that's that's <laughs> yeah, pretty you, priceless. Yeah, you can't but really I, go wrong with that. I did quite enjoy watching Mason on his harmonica at the end there, just trying to trying to join in with it, you know, out yeah, a shred of sort of musical have- ability. One, two. surf but he doesn't seem to have the rhythm out he's a fish out of water my only uh, critique would be that (coughs) that the free the genius of free scrubber was kind of um the fact that curran was almost unawares of yeah what was happening and now to kind of market yes. him as as a as a kind of uh nutty yeah yep. it's, it's like um i don't know police academy two or not or a seven. patch on police academy one yeah or or 15 <laughs> uh yeah I think, but i think by the time they got to about six it, there was a little bit of repetition involved <laughs> Uh, let's get the guy who makes funny noises. See if that works again. Uh, uh, so about you, Michael? Michael, someone Winslow. Yeah, fuck, he was good though, wasn't he? Uh, fuck, he was good, Michael Winslow. You can't come on. That made that made the Police Academy films, and the and the guy, the the really tall guy. Oof. <laughs> High tower. High tower. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. This is we're getting very sidetracked, but who cares? <laughs> um, I, I just watched for the first time, and I actually haven't finished watching it. Um, Scarface, oh, um, how, Al Pacino, how good and I, for some reason, I, I, I just didn't know much about the movie. I did, obviously knew oh, it was an iconic so movie, good. but what I didn't realise is how amazing the music is. And it was all it's all um, Giorgio. I'm probably going to pronounce the name Giorgio Moroder. Yeah, yeah, 
living, living in electric dreams. Remember that? Yeah. Did he do that? Human, human. That was that was. Um, what's the lead singer of the Human League's name? Um, uh, I want to say. Um, I don't actually. I don't. Can't yeah, remember. but you know, you know who I'm talking I know. about. Um, that was him and Giorgio Moroder. Wow. Mm. That. I don't know if that makes me happy or sad. He's like peak 80s, right? You can't mm, get more. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize yeah. Scarface had a... I, I always pictured it as a dark Godfather-like, you know, with maybe a little mandolin playing in the background as he's killing someone. But it's all 80s glitzy fluoro. Electro. With with gangsters and electro yeah, music. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Oh, and, oh, and, um, and, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's... Mm. it's uh, a visual um, feast. Feast. <laughs> yeah. Any, what, what's been floating your boat? Um, yeah, I've got, I've got three things, but one of them I think uh, you have to talking about. See, I don't use reading glasses, but my mind has completely disappeared. So um, if <laughs> you need, I, if you I, need it. I need mental. reading glasses. I need reading glasses for the brain. The brain. Exactly. And uh, mm. so if I've mentioned this before, please slap me metaphorically across the face. Don't worry. It's um, always music, okay. <laughs> musically, I have been, I mean, particularly even this afternoon, but you know how I like to addict out on a particular song or artist for mm-hmm. until I, until I had my, destroyed it. Yeah. So T Rex is the, oh, is the yep. artist of, of the of the day, uh, of the week, I guess. Um, I mean that guy, fuck, hot, hot love, man. But she's my woman of gold. She's not very old. Uh-huh. But she's my woman of gold. She's not very old. that when I was listening to that this afternoon that T-Rex is like an electric fucking uh what would you what was the what was that um what would that movement of music have been called it's not the 70s kind of um 
there's there's kind of hints of Elvis in there, which is which is kind of crazy. Uh-huh. Um, That's what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he, I mean, he was a beautiful, beautiful human, aesthetically. I, I, mm. There was one video that I was watching uh, the other day, and he's he's in this kind of feather. What was it, feather? No, like a sheepskin um, uh, jacket, and you know his hair and his 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 guitar. He's he, he looks, you know, he oh, really yeah. looks really looks the part. Um, and Children of the Revolution. Of course, yeah. get it on. Twentieth century boy. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to uh, for to be brought up in a house where we've talked about uh, Nermalston Senior. Mm. You know, he he, um, he gave me some good musical uh, upbringing, and mm. uh, T Rex was one of those um, one of those dudes. And yeah, far out. Oof. And you know it. It's funny because it, there's a there was a line um, that I think. Hang on, he's got some. I drive a Rolls Royce because it's good for my voice. Children of the, children of the revolution. Good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong with that. But that's it, it. Is there any? Is there any other reason to drive a fucking Rolls Royce? No. You no. Preserve, you want to you want to preserve your voice. That's so good. <laughs> uh, but Violent Femmes do a good cover of that song, actually. And um, I think it suits their kind of stick too. I don't know. Mm. That kind no, of, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, no, they're great. Um, uh, and the second, well, he's the great, second, I should say. Well, he, well, and, and um, he's, it's, it's a, it seems in some ways it's a typically British. He's a typically British um, uh, pop star uh because i don't know how famous t-rex was um in his own lifetime he was certainly famous in in the uk and maybe Mm. over here but not like the us but i'm sure he he blew up after he died but it does seem the classic um british rock star death to uh crash your mini into a tree how many you know uh, most 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 pop most rock stars of who die you know they've whatever they've fucking you know buried themselves in cocaine or their uh, their mm. uh their learjet has crashed into a mountain or something this guy yeah. crash, crashes his mini into a fucking tree on the way home yeah uh, <laughs> uh, yeah it is very English, isn't it? A pity he wasn't in his Rolls Royce. I'm sure the Rolls Royce would have handled a, well, a it tree. Would have, it would have saved his voice and his life. Mm. <clears throat> um, um, the, the second, the second musical uh, uh, nugget that I've later way into is um, uh, a woman called Santi Gold. I don't know if you've have you heard of Santi yeah, Gold. I I have. Um, yeah. I. I I haven't got into her mm. to any degree, so I'll, I'll have to. And um, um, I mean, she is just a super interesting uh, American woman who is super, uh, <clears throat> super cool, funky. Mm. Uh, it's weird because she's kind of 
in some of the songs, it's it's kind of like a MIA type hip hoppy vibe, and then in other songs, I mean, there, there's one particular song that is it's like ultimate indie. Um, right. Uh, hang on, what's the the song is called Lights Out, um, and it's just like it's ultimate. It's like an indie blueprint. It's beautiful, beautiful. thinking that I reckon and this may sound um, completely out of place for uh, and maybe I'm uh, I am out of place out of time um, but I just think that the the chicks have just cornered the market on um, attitude men are men are, men have lost it uh, men don't have that- it the chicks have got right. the, the chicks have got the tood and we got nothing. We got fucking nothing. Um maybe maybe the chicks at the moment uh have got more to have chewed about, if you know what Absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for sure. I I and well no, I'm, I'm not agreeing with that. I'm just saying that maybe that's maybe that is is the case, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um Oh, well, I think, you know, we're both fans of passion in music, I suppose. And, and yeah, I definitely have to check uh, Santa Gold out because, uh, you know, that, you know, you know, when names pop up a lot and you just, you know, that uh, it's obviously for a reason. That you, you, yeah, you, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and cool. from a surfing perspective, um, now this is where my, my memory might be completely out of whack. <laughs> Did I it's talk okay. about? Did I talk about, about these videos from? There's a right hand longboard wave in somewhere in Indonesia. Have you heard this? <laughs> Have I talked about this? Yeah, this is no, no, no not the, on the show. Okay, there's a place called Batukaras, 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 which is, okay. I believe is on Java. I might be wrong. It might be on Sumatra, and it's ridiculous. It's like this. Re- this crazy slow point break that that, that breaks through there's there's like a uh, a little kind of lighthousey boy thing in the middle of the break uh-huh. but it's all longboarders and it's like this hipster longboard apocalypse with zillions of vowels no, you know the german the the german vowel mafia must have um earmarked wow. this place as as the place to be but they have these earmarked earmarked <laughs> Wehrmacht. um they sorry german listeners uh, that, wasn't very, that wasn't very nice um, yeah we can <laughs> no, no don't do that. Uh, um the 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 there's a 
there's a website called nobody surf have you ever been onto that yep. website yeah yeah okay yeah. so on nobody surf they have these thing called these videos called raw days where it's just like 20 minutes of video there's no editing right right <clears throat> and they have these raw days of batukaras indonesia and it's literally just people catching waves for 20 minutes and they're all on long boards and there's people on the inside and there's drop-ins and whatever else. And it's just fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. So that that's oh, yeah. actually really a good idea now. Cause yeah. So it's just, you just let the, um, I suppose it's like a wildlife documentary, just, just <laughs> yeah. filming what's going on. And this, this is a lot. This is a lineup where I mean, the, the good thing about this lineup is that because the vast majority of the people in the water are literally um, uh, flotsam, mm. um, there's not, there's no sort of, um, there's no hyenas attacking fucking uh, right un, unsuspecting gazelles or whatever. It's just they're lots all. Of people, on the same it, it, level. Well, it's basically lots of people who can, well, a few people who can surf dodging, lots of people who can't surf. But <laughs> the waves look super, super fun on a longboard, obviously. And yeah. yeah, it's just, it's quite mesmerizing stuff. So I am um, raw days, Batukaras, get into it. Okay. Nice. Mm. Like the sound of that. Um, uh, okay. Um, well, that was a, that was a very long, it's a long floater. <laughs> That was a, an extended floater. Uh, should we do... Uh, oh, talking about well, extended... We... Sorry, talking about extended floaters. Did you see... Was it... It must have been Gabrielle. Someone at Margaret River... Sorry to talk about professional surfing again. Someone at Margaret River on one of those right-handers did the most fucking ridiculously long floater. It must have been... Really? I, I can't remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, backhand. Backhand floats... <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, the floater is not dead. Far from it, mate. Far from it. Oh, uh, um, failure. Failure. I think I think we can do failure now, and we can maybe do some lookbacks at the end because we've we've had a few um, bit of feedback, which is good. Uh, failure. Yeah. So, well, this was um, this is your idea to do failure. I I I um. I struggled at first to, to find some topics, but then all of a sudden did they you came. Fail? Did you fail to find any <laughs> topics, mate? I did. That's right. Jeez, For some reason. That's, that's, not a, that's so a bad story. It is. Uh, what do you reckon? What Failure, when you were thinking of failure, were you thinking um, a personal level or, you know, when there's obviously the <laughs> professional level where people don't reach their potential in surfing or life perhaps i don't know what, what, were, you, what were you thinking I, I, well i would have prefaced this whole conversation by saying that i personally believe that failure may well be the most important topic that we have discussed on this podcast wow yeah i'm i'm, wow. I'm all about i'm all about failure um okay I think it's, as a concept it's a it's just a it's a it's an extremely interesting concept um uh i would even uh posit that success sucks wow yeah i, I think success is totally overrated and that failure mm -hmm. is the is the is the more fun um option 
Yeah. In just in general, like in pretty much every <laughs> single in general, just in everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It even, doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's surfing, music, life, going to Podcasts. the supermarket, podcasting, uh, whatever it is. Uh, no, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm being, uh, I'm being yeah. a little bit ingen- disingenuous, but um, no, I think failure, you know. Uh, I'll, can I just give you a couple of uh, quotes? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> well, there's a couple of lighter ones. Okay, Thomas Edison. I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. That's good. I like that. That's good. Um James Joyce, you mentioned Joycey earlier on. Mm, love reading a bit of Joyce. Oh, yeah, it's it's a perfect um, uh, morning. So easy to read. Yeah, absolutely, um, especially, especially those thousand-word books without punctuation. Um, <laughs> mistakes are the portals of discovery. Oh, okay. Mm, that's mm. nice. So that's and Joyce. Then, that's Joyce. That's Joyce. Um, and then... Uh, of course, Hemingway, uh, being Hemingway, but man is not made for defeat. A man can be destroyed, but not <laughs> defeated. That's so good. Uh, have how, you seen? Have you seen? Um, how good to Hemingway? Wonderf- uh, have you seen that wonderful uh, uh, Woody Allen film, Midnight in Paris? Um, uh, yes, and they meet like, Hemingway, don't they? Uh, and yeah. Hemingway, is so it's like. But it must be you know, <laughs> everything. It's it's like that. Man is not made for defeat. Is <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, is there more of a man than Hemingway? Really, like just no. No subject is terrible if the story is true, if the prose is clean and honest, and if it affirms courage and grace under pressure. I mean, he, he just respect. He, he basically just bit the head he never off failed. live tuna for breakfast. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, have have you read? Actually, uh, Actually, this is a public service announcement to all uh, to all of you listening to this podcast who call yourself surfers and men and women of the sea. Go and read the old man in the sea. It takes about an hour and a half, two hours, and it's got to be one of the best books that ever was written by any any human. Well, that's crazy because uh, Mrs. B's just just finished it. Um, ah. Yeah, and it's, it's, we've got this. I don't know where we got it. It's, cl- it's a classic old copy too. It's got the just old school kind of cover with a nice um, yellowing uh, kind of paper. So it's it's. Uh, Mate, I don't know if it was an original. How good, how good is a how good is an um, an oft a many many red book multi red book. Yeah. Yep, I love it's, it. I love a good, maybe a few underlined phrases from the previous reader. Or those ones where, where people, list actually, in there. Pe- people have actually been like in pencil writing notes on the side and stuff. They've oh, been, yes. Obviously yes. used it for university or something. Fine. That's great. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. That, wow. Yeah. Great. Um, well, yeah, there is Hemingway. one. There is one. Can I, there is one more quote which is going really. This this takes um, failure to to a kind of a much more sinister level. Uh, Winston Churchill, <clears throat> socialism is a philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, and the gospel of envy. Its inherent virtue is the equal sharing of misery. 
that's that's great mm. don't, don't wow. be socialist that's right not, he's not good not good for you definitely not left-leaning old, uh, <laughs> old, old winston yeah. that's that's a classic quote i hadn't heard that one of his yeah, um yeah well yeah I, i've actually got a couple of uh a few oscar wilde quotes um he, i think he loved a good uh, bit of failure um ambition is the last refuge of failure yeah i i actually i i have heard that before and i can't really understand it ambition i, I think or... it's a, well i i just think it's that tongue-in-cheek thing so like if you're a failure probably all is a failure so uh, yeah, if you're okay. a failure and you're ambitious that's just you've just um uh, i don't know if i can describe it no, i can't no, no. I th- yeah. Or, or does it mean that people will just keep chasing the dream even though they're fucking useless? I think so. I think right. you've nailed it. <laughs> and I, I think it, it speaks to surfing so well. I, I, I think I had, as I, I think I was saying pre-show, I couldn't think, when you when you first said failure, I thought, I can't, what am I going to talk about with failure? Like I know there's a lot of it out there, but um, but I I think I lived... This one session yesterday probably embodied failure uh, for the surfer, at least in in such a good way because I've I fucking had the worst surf I've had in a long time yesterday, and it always seems to happen when the surf's pumping. Um, <laughs> I I I had a crisis of faith out in the surf. <laughs> I was like sitting there just going, I can't get a wave. The waves are good. There were people getting waves left, right, and center. There are like four pro ex pro surfers out there. Were, were any of the were any of the people out there your children? Thankfully not. Um, <laughs> uh, what, about your uh, mate? what about your mates? Uh, I don't know. It was it was funny. I, I, There's a few people I knew, but no one could no one could see my silent suffering. I was just out there not getting waves and just and I, and I just was thinking when waves came, I just couldn't. Because they're a little bit wonky, I just got this lack of confidence. And I, you know, I fall off waves, you know, fall off on waves quite regularly. And I don't feel that bad about that because I just say, oh, well, I'm not the best effort. But I, I fell off yesterday without a reason. I normally <laughs> there's a reason, you know, you hit a bit of chop or you just bog the rail or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I stood up and f- just fell over. It's like stage, <laughs> stage fright, and I don't know why. And I like it really rattled me. I was like, but you know, you know, I I can't say that I've ever done this, but I actually think that in those situations, you almost it's almost worth paddling in, sitting yep. on the beach for a minute, and then paddling back out, and then you're it's you're the reset. A, yeah, you're in. A well, that's exactly it. Well, because I was out there for three hours and it was just getting worse and worse. And I, and I said to myself, and this is where the ambition is the last refuge of the failure comes in because <laughs> I said to myself, I'm not going in until I get a good wave and show myself I could do this. And it just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> so I got tireder, I got colder, I got more pissed off and it was, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, uh, but yeah, and and then I spoke to uh, one of the uh, one of our ex pros who frequents the spot, and and he he said I saw him later, and he goes, 
yeah, no, nah, I, 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 I go for half hour surfs. I just go out. And if I can't get good waves in half an hour, I'll just go in. Or That's not the ex pro who just got shacked with a, with a new hip the other day, is it? Uh, he's got two new hips, I think. Um, that's, that's the one that you're talking few, about. There's a few got new hips. I think they're all got new hips. Oh, yeah, um, I've got, it's funny because I, 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 a good mate of the family's is the same vintage as that particular ex pro and and the other um, uh, the ex science teacher or maybe still science teacher from our high school. Uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> and they they all kind of swap stories of hip replacement surgery mm. that's it's, it's the yeah you move from talking about reading glasses to, to hip replacements i think it's just a natural Ooh, progression I, I really hope i never have to have a hip replacement but yeah but um so exactly that yeah so i went in sad and depressed but and then i went out again and slightly redeemed myself um oh, well that's good but that's good but speaking of 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 lose failure i mean uh, and so I was out there for the second session and it was going a lot better. And then uh, a, a famous surf photographer who kind of lives up around our way. Um, he swam out with this huge camera. Like um, he was only out there for a few seconds, swimming in the water to take a few shots. And then he just starts swearing his head off and he forgot to clip the water oh, housing no. on properly. And someone said later that that camera is probably worth about I don't know, ten, ten grand, the, or the small, yeah, so, or no more, like hundred grand or something. It's like a one of those red, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would, so you would assume that he would have some sort of insurance, right? You'd hope so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Schoolboy anyway, error. Schoolboy era. So what? Ooh. So what's? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I actually, um, I, I, I thought about. Uh, Again, I, I posited this theme, and um, I've yeah. I'm going I'm going a full minimalist approach. So I've got my mm, whole good. take on failure is four things. Right, two of them music related, and well, they're not four things, but they're four people or four entities. Uh, two music related and two surf related. Cool. Hmm. So do you want to hear what oh, they are? I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, right. Okay. End of show. All right. That's it. That's it. Next show. Uh, no, that was an epic fail. Um, <clears throat> number one is, well, okay, musically, I've got two things. I've got Beck Loser. Oh, nice. Yep. And the second one, I've got Kings of Convenience Failure. Yeah. Okay. That's my two musical hits um, on the failure uh, topic. And then mm. I've got um, from surfing, I've got Shane Haran and Taj Burrow. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, we can discuss these. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. Right, let's go for it. Okay. So, <clears throat> Beck Loser.
obviously the song is about failure in some some particular sense but that's not yeah. necessarily the reason that i that i picked it uh i picked it because um if you well if you were around if if one was around in 1993 or 94 or whenever it was that it came out uh it's a kind of generation defining song i would hesitate to i wouldn't hesitate to say um and you know everything from the whole slacker ethos to the just the whole musical style the mishmash the um you know that that kind of loose I mean, I, I look. I guess, I guess, people like Happy Mondays and stuff had had experimented with that kind of stuff a little bit to to an extent. But he kind of he got this. He he had this amazing ability to mix kind of lo-fi indie, lo-fi indie with um, uh, I don't know with with kind of hip hoppy stuff and yep. all sorts of just, just sort absolute. of blues yeah absolutely yeah, definitely there's yeah, a full mash mash of styles hey and can i can i read something now this is a this is from spin magazine which uh um i found this really interesting um here's what really happened when mtv played beck's loser for the first time in 1994 the culture inverted itself weirdness was instantaneously mainstreamed everyone stopped combing their hair people slept more and purchased broken turntables at stoop sales dirt bags began using the word art in casual conversation ah yeah so so the title of this particular article which i think is just absolutely brilliant um stop trying to decipher smells like teen spirit the truly enduring moment of the 90s may prove to be a dude rapping nonsense while wielding a leaf blower. <laughs> a job blowing leaves. Uh, that's <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I, that, I'm because when you first mentioned that song, I, I, I just thought superficially, or the, just the title of the song, but uh, I think you're kind of onto something here, Stan. Uh, not for the first time because Thank yeah you. like the the whole era that slacker era uh the loser if you will kind of um it's like a loser uprising is that what you're well, trying you, to say you, i mean people you might you could probably you know you could potentially argue that the greatest uh most critically lauded band of the last fucking 30 years uh, who i would consider i would say is is probably radiohead right um mm. they may well have been inspired by fucking beck's loser um, mm. you know and i was going i was i was contemplating putting um whatever that cr- freak what is it? freak on um creep, creep that's the one um I mean, it's not explicitly talking about uh, failure, but it's it's you know it's obviously a, a similar similar vein. Um, uh, you know, Beck. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Um, you know, and just the whole thing is is uh, you get a parking violation and a maggot on your sleeve. 
So yeah. shave your face with some mace in the dark, saving all your food stamps and burning down the trailer park. Yo, cut it. <laughs> um, and I've seen, uh, we've probably talked about this before, but I've seen Beck live, I don't know, four or five times. And oh, that wow. guy, is, he's a fucking, he's an absolute mad fucking madman on stage he's absolutely he's like brilliant uh, he's just an artist absolutely you know yeah let's, let's leave his uh scientology out of the uh out of the yeah I, I, I was gonna ask you about that it doesn't <laughs> seem congruous does it like with his no. his shtick, does it no, um no. but but i i think i like that idea of that that whole slacker year of being ushered in by by that song though um do you, do you do you have any more to expand on that like that that whole era and how it do well, you think it's still still reverberating that kind of no i think that i think it's probably disappeared in a in a in a puff of up its Insta, own instagram fucking uh um self-obsessed um you know yeah narcissi narcissistic uh influence influenceness yeah uh, it's funny um, yeah i think that that was you know it, it's funny because it of course as you get older you hark back to what you consider to be a gentler uh more naive time but uh maybe kind of early 90s mtv um kind of stuff uh maybe maybe beck maybe he had something there i'm not sure it's uh yeah i just think the beck is everything about beck is really refreshing he's uh he's just a uh, you know i mean fuck devil's haircut what is that song about and how amazing is it The whole that whole when Odalay, I mean, I know that loser is. We've talked about beer can before. I mean, fuck, yep. Beck, Beck beer can, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, and that that um, this is the album before Odalay. He then comes out with Odalay, which is, you know, I mean, fuck. I don't think any that nothing. You don't get better than Odalay. That's a that album has just totally got everything you could possibly want in an album again uh, generation defining uh stuff and an amazing cover of a dreadlock dog jumping a jumping a hoop or whatever it is that's <laughs> it's like it's, it's Italo, isn't it it is it is <clears throat> uh, how about um and then he did a whole late this is like later on but um sort of a whole breakup album um and with a song like lost cause i mean that's mm. a pretty failure related album there failure Absolutely. of a relationship oh, and true. um uh, totally changing his sound too well maybe um, that was before maybe that was before he found scientology, scientology. Mm. <clears throat> maybe he's, yeah um okay i think we should just keep going with your um well my second one my, my so that's back and uh, that's my kind of 90s uh defining song yeah my second one is Kings of Convenience and Failure. 
now I don't know how much you've got into Kings of Convenience. I, I have <clears> back <throat> in the day. Haven't listened to them <clears throat> for a while, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah, I think Norwegian. Um, and it's it. They. I mean, that song obviously again. It's about it's about fame. Um, defined mm-hmm. musically musically and not only musically I, w- I would say they went their uh, their reach went far beyond the musical realm but um, I think in the noughties we in the west and I, I say west kind of the Anglo west became far more aware of the beauty and its significance of Scandinavian culture um in you know from a from a multitude of different ways whether it was i think in the in the noughties particularly in rich countries we kind of became much more aware of things like design and uh you know quality products and the kind Mm. of refining of of things and that the scandinavians do so well and um and I just kings of convenience are an interesting thing because on the surface they're kind of like a contrived, folksy, nothingness, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, you could almost have it on in the background, mm-hmm. um, in a in a bookshop or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, actually, I really rate them. I mean, I, I've always from the from day dot, I really liked them, and I guess you a, a, a another act that you could, I guess, put in the same basket from nothing to do with the musically, um, but certainly the kind of aesthetically was and the impact was Kruder and Dorfmeister. I don't know if you ever got into. Kruder and Dorfmeister, but um, an Austrian DJ uh, act that, uh, yeah. and they kind of, particularly if you were in Europe, if you were in Europe in the noughties, um, Kings of Convenience and 
uh, Kruder and Dorfmeister just kind of defined the whole decade in some ways. So, wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I mean, obviously, this song "Failure" is about failure, but it's it's done in such a delicate, sweet Scandinavian way, you know. Mm. Um, and I kind of it kind of for me, it kind of shows what Scandinavians have that we lack. <laughs> Um, and what, yeah. and what's, what do you think? That just a style uh, or yeah, minimalist kind of style, money, sexy, sex appeal, uh, right? You know, um, good looks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but from uh, a sur- but from a surfing perspective, there is an interesting link, particularly because I think it's like the perfect introduction to the Val apocalypse. Ah. Uh, that is very interesting. Yeah. So do you, do you think, where do you, where do you think is ground zero or, or the kind of epicenter for Euro Valism? I reckon it's got to be Kings of Convenience. You know, they, they ushered oh, in this okay. whole, this, they ushered in this whole, well, no, I mean, obviously there must be some others, but um, they ushered in this whole kind of movement of, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's the uber hipster, right? Yeah, this is like proto hipster, Mm. Um, and proto hipster is early Val and Val because realistically, okay, if you I know in America there's Vals who are just bogan Vals, but in most of most of the world, if you think about Vals, they're pretty fucking trendy Vals. Um, it's not just some fucking bogan going down the beach with a fucking uh, yeah. They've, they've in, yeah. So, and do you think it, it almost needs to come from a non-surfing country? Hundred percent. Some for a vow to get invest themselves a hundred percent into this new lifestyle. Whether lifestyle, they lifestyle the, being the op, the operative word, absolutely. Exactly. And do you think it's like? They, yeah, there's a idealized version of surfing and lifestyle that they take to almost cartoonish levels. Hundred percent, and yeah. and you know, with 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 no lack of passion. I mean, fuck, you know, they they do it. They do it. Well, that's <clears throat> yeah, and this is why you can't. This is why it's it in reality it's better to have a hundred fucking euro vowels in their lineup than anyone else because um, <laughs> so much easier to get waves off yeah yeah and they're going to be less nasty yeah well, the thing too is it just shows you know i had my crisis of faith faith out the surf yesterday and i usually console myself with the fact well at least i can stand up on a surfboard when it was yesterday <laughs> I, I couldn't even do that but i think it does speak the vow does speak to what an amazing thing that we are lucky of to have grown up doing and that's surfing and have yeah, that beach yeah. because for someone from a totally different background to just look at that and say that out of all the lifestyles i could choose i could you know be a i don't know a bike a bike rider a mountain climber there does seem to be that surfing lifestyle seems to appeal to so many people outside the surfing world. 
No, totally. Um, <clears throat> but you know, the, and the, you the... can kind of laugh at at mock it and call people vows and or whatever. But well, and it does it, show. It's ultimately a joke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is definitely a. I I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it, it's 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 a. It's, I think it's just an interesting phenomena that no, that a cultural sure. and a sporting thing can have such pull. Um, yeah. Well, and and one thing I find entirely depressing is the fact that these fucking vowels can surf for <laughs> six months and they are actually quite competent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully there is. I think of this as a as a as a language teacher. Um, I know that it's particularly learning English. It's quite easy to get to a kind of intermediate level of English yeah. prof- proficiency, but to go beyond that is a hell of a lot more difficult. So I'm hoping yeah. that the Valpocalypse, you know, obviously the vast majority of vowels will never. They probably will only surf a few dozen times and uh, that'll be it but um the ones who keep going i'm hoping that they never fucking go anywhere past intermediate status <laughs> stay, stay in a yeah well it would be quite a stay, stay in a perpetual state of cookdom mm. Mm. well i think you're just talking as sheer numbers there's, there's always going to be a proportion of people talented with just enough raw talent to rise above that and yeah, it's like even one percent of of a, a million vowels is is enough to <laughs> disturb the peace. But um, one um, one thing about that particular song and Kings of Convenience in general, um, uh, it when I listen to Kings of Convenience, I, I some I somehow feel like I get a an injection of youth. It it's, feels young yeah. and fresh. And, um, it's and it, it energizes me. It's like a it's like a surf in a song. Wow. Okay. Mm. Mm. It's, it's funny. I, for me, Kings of Convenience. I know they're Norwegian, but I just picture a nice, comfy Danish chair. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, I can just sit on with some nice headphones from Bang and Olfsen or something. Uh, absolutely, you know? just everything perfectly designed mm. and balanced. Not a speck of dust anywhere. No, no. A minimalist ideal. Mm. Um, and and actually, well, one thing about that song, sorry, um, is there's a wonderful line and it says, have no fear, your wounds will heal. Which nice. um, I think from a, a purely uh, humanistic perspective um, for all of us who've been through trauma um that's a that's a nice thing for for the kings of convenience to to assure us that our wounds will heal it's it's very nice i like that mm-hmm. um so, yeah i like that those two songs are great because superficially they definitely speak to failure but they're you've you've definitely delved deeper thank you my friend and so why don't you well I, I, what about you have you got any specific songs that you would um, point to um, point to failure? Um, well, I really like um, David Bowie's Rock and Roll Suicide. Um, oh. You know, 
Um, you got you got to have Bowie in it every episode. Yeah. Time takes a cigarette, puts it in your mouth. You pull on your finger, then another finger, then a cigarette. The water wall is calling, it lingers, then you forget. Oh, 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 you're a rock and roll suicide. Um, how's the lines from Rock and Roll Suicide? You're watching yourself, but you're too unfair. You've got your head all tangled up, but if I could only make you care. All the knives seem to lacerate your brain. I've had my share. I'll help you with the pain. You're not alone. Um, nice. Just, uh, it's, it's an amazing song, actually. Um, I can't believe David Bowie's yeah. dead. That's... I, 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 I was thinking uh, yeah i was i was sometimes you think you forget and you go oh oh that's oh, that's really sad isn't it yeah um it's, it's totally sad um but it is um but i yeah it's weird I've, i do have heaps of songs that point to fire I, can't, I couldn't really pick one but i thought we you know seeing we are called tales from the shack uh, in our subtitle i thought <laughs> i could just tell a good tale um and when Bloody we first nice. started this show we i had an idea of telling tom carroll stories every episode <laughs> and I, I i don't i've only told one um where i'd played with his le his lego as a kid um that he <laughs> offloaded to a friend of mine um anyway and he was out in the surf yesterday so it did remind me and i, th I think the best thing when you're feeling down is to see someone successful fail um, but I must admit, I didn't feel, uh, I actually, f well, basically this tale is, is a Tommy Carroll tale of woe. Cause I, I actually thought Ooh. he was, I thought he was going to die basically when I, when I was, when I was witnessed this event. So basically where it was, um, a big day at, at the North end of our beach, um, at the, at the Zach. And as, as is a lot of beaches around here, the best way is, is the rock off and whew, we could do a whole episode on rock offs and failure. And I've talked about a few of my failures in that respect, but, um, and this, yeah, that, that the, the rock platform at North Zach is harrowing. There's, is this kind of crack like filled like area. It's like, you know, I've, it's I don't like, want to trivialize warfare, but I imagine it no would be man's something land. Like no man's land in World War One. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got the machine guns coming at you, you've got barbed wire, you've got landmines. Picture that in, in the surfing realm. And and that it's pretty much, you know, maybe a bit of dysentery thrown in as well. <laughs> but so there's a few ways you can do it. You can either stand behind the boulders and wait and sort of rock run across the rock platform, which has got these crevices in it filled with sea urchins. So you got to dodge those. Anyway, I was having a crisis of faith again that this morning, cause it was pretty big. I'm thinking, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. This is, it's like, I don't know. You know, it was just, 
why am I risking my skin just to have a few waves? Anyway, so I'm standing there waiting for it, and it just didn't seem to be a gap in the in the in the waves. This is like anyway, a pulse, this is like a pulsing nor'easter swell, and, it, and, it, and I'm guessing there was probably a bit of south in the swell. When there's a bit of south, it, okay. it hits the rock platform even worse, you know. Yeah. So I'm standing behind the boulder, and I actually thought, you know what? I think I might just go home, like I, because there's no one else around. Like it was. It was one of those surfs where I got up early and there was, you know, so I had no no reference as to how big it was out there. I, anyway, so I thought, you know what, I think I'm just going to go home, tail between my legs, you know. And as I turn around, who who should be r- running out onto the rock ledge but TC. Tommy Carroll, TC, the man himself. And so I'm saying, well, shit, if, he, if he's going out, I probably should go out, you know. So, but he he's all froth. So I'm standing behind the boulder this waiting. Is, my... This is so sorry to interrupt. This is in the nineties, yeah, yeah. right? No, this or would the... be early two yeah. thousands. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was. I remember telling you this story when you you were laid up with your with your sore back. So or yeah, you, okay. you're broken. Yeah. That must yeah. have been so early two thousands. Anyway, yeah. he just walked straight past me out onto the rock ledge, and I'm thinking, well. God, I'm, a, I'm so, so, you know, I wish I could just be more gutsy and just just do it. Anyway, so I'm watching him. He walk, he gets about halfway out onto the rock ledge and these, I see these sets coming. I'm thinking, shit, like, um, he, he better get a wriggle on, but he obviously knows what he's doing. He's Tom Carroll, like, you know. Uh, <laughs> and the, the worst thing with this, the rock ledge, is when the waves come, they don't always have to be big ones to to wash up onto the rock ledge and then you, you've just got this world of pain where you've just got this wave sweeping across, you know, to take your legs out. And this, and so he's standing there halfway and I realise he's not going to make it. And then he gets this, and I'm safe behind the boulder watching all this. I'm just looking going, oh, shit. And this set, and then basically I realised these weren't just small waves. These are set waves coming and they're about to wash up on the rock ledge. Anyway, Tommy realizes he's not going to make it. So he just stands there and they set, it's pretty much, I think, the first wave that came through just knocked him off his feet. And he's just flying sideways over the rock ledge now, with still holding onto his board, I think. And I'm just sitting there going, oh shit. And it's a, it's a huge, it's like about a six wave set coming through. And he gets washed down what what we now call the keyhole is where now people actually jump off through this keyhole now. And he got sucked down the keyhole like it was a toilet. He just, I just saw him and all of a sudden he's just like, like, so it does this kind of spiral, disappears under the water. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to watch Tom Carroll die. Like, and there's nothing I can do about it. Like, cause he was gone. Like he was underwater, but there's, pinballing through the rocks and i'm thinking oh my god and anyway so a few ways past and he's still flailing around he's not underwater the whole time but he's just getting <laughs> he's getting smashed and there's no way out like he's in the worst spot um but i'm thinking shit well wow um i'm gonna i'm gonna be you know talking to the cops with the witness statement but um somehow miraculously he pops out of the keyhole gets to his feet he's on the rock platform again he's got his board under his arm somehow i don't know how he's retrieved that 
And then he's on the rock platform and he's exactly the same thing happens. These more sets come. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the same thing's going to happen, but the most incredible thing, like he just braces himself. He gets those Tommy Carroll thighs just going and he just marches through the whitewash as it's coming at him. And he somehow just powers through these whitewash that would knock me over in a, in a second there's about three or four of these beast kind of waves washing over the reef, over the platform. And he powers through them and just jumps off. And next thing you know, he's out in the surf catching waves. And, wow. and by this time, there was a few guys out in the surf. I think some, most people paddled out at the, this stage. Um, and I didn't talk to him because I, and the, and the crazy thing was after he jumped off, the surf went, flat there was this huge lull and i thought oh because i was about to go home out of just terror of what what, what i witnessed and um the surf went completely flat and i just walked out onto the rock shelf as calm as you like and just jumped off um (laughs) and that i didn't see him afterwards and i i would have loved to ask him how what happened but um, apparently he got so worked, his, his wedding ring got ripped off, which, um, oh, which is pretty crazy. Um, and he's cut all over and, yeah, I don't think he stayed out in the surf long. Um, but I'd love to hear his side Jeez, of the story. But, yeah, um, well, it would it, it'd be super interesting to hear what he said. Yeah, but um, there you go. Great, that is a great tale of failure so, and, then, uh, and then... Redemption. Absolutely. <laughs> or... or um, I don't know what would you call that. Just grit, grit, and determination to to get yourself out of out of a hole. But um, there we go. My TC rock off story finally gets an airing. TC story number two. Mm. Um, so there you um, go. Um, surface. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Shane and Taj. That's all I can say. Mm. Losers. But, 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 but. And this is so the two the two songs I picked I think might have had some sort of uh, you know generational impact. Shane and Taj are equally as impactful, um, mm-hmm. and I would argue that uh, of course it, it, Shane and Taj it's a different context, but you know they may Shane was runner up to Mark Richards what four times or whatever. Taj, so, was, yeah. Taj was runner-up, however many times, and you know, top five, however many times. <clears throat> Were they not having the most fun? Uh, I know that's a cliche, but were they? Were they not the oh. most kind of, or were they not some of the more influential surfers? Mm. Um, uh, maybe failure is actually the biggest success nice um well it's and it's funny that coming second is considered failure yeah i mean compared to someone who like myself who i don't know i don't know what my ranking would be on the wsl but um it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot lower than two Uh, you know i'm saying it's almost worse to get you know that close than it is to not have achieved anything and why well, why is that well maybe that is our maybe that's an indication of how fucking stupid 
we are as humans to to think that i mean maybe both shane and taj just think the only thing i can say about my time on the world tour was it was just the best time ever mm. um and you know failing in inverted commas is like if that's failure give it to me every day of the week yeah and it's funny too uh, it, i i don't know about shane i'm sure he gets it too but you, you see these interviews where that the, the interviewer goes they don't say it themselves but they say do you get annoyed when other people ask you about not winning a world title? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but like they always have to bring it up, even though they're talking about someone else bringing it up. It's like, oh, why'd you ask that question? You know, stop. It must, it must stop be bringing so it up. annoying to just have that I mean, question again and again and again. Yeah. But <laughs> it, Taj, I, I don't know enough. I, did, I didn't really well, follow yeah. the tour that much well, then, the, but I remember with Shane, I just always thought his boards look shit. I don't know. I don't ever, <laughs> those Mike, those McCoys, lasers, I tell you what, out. they look, they look cool. But do you think they were that, do you think he would let himself down with his equipment? Well, that lasers app, I, I was looking at the photo just today. There's a lasers app with, as you say, the fucking best spray job you've ever seen in your mm. life. But it looks like a pear. <laughs> or Things went pear shaped for Shane Haran, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine because Shane did. Do you, do you remember? I mean, this is. And he had the winged keel, the winged. Had, the Lexan, the Lexan designed winged, winged, winged fin. Um, do you remember that? I think MR did the same thing. You know, Shane had been kind of semi-retired for ages and then he came back and won, I don't know if it was Sunset or Why Me or something, but like, you know, yeah. macking fucking surf. And then it, Shane was Shane became one of the first kind of mega big wave riders. I think it was... Right, um, yeah. Because there was... It was... Shane had a partner, and I can't. Remember, it was it was like Derek Derek Dornier or some someone. Right, like right, that. yeah. And if you, I don't know if you ever watched that. Um, there was a movie called Biggest Wednesday. Do you ever? Did you ever see? I, that? I remember. I can't remember. I remember the title. I can't remember it too much. <laughs> That's yeah. what, and there's they're surfing on some ridiculous outer reef at Oahu, yeah, right. and and Shane Haran's fucking just killing That's it. That's classic. So, I mean, fuck, you know, you, you got to yeah. give it to the guy. I mean, has blondest hair ever? Has anyone ever gone more white blonde than than Shane Horan? Yeah. Um, skateboarding, surfing prodigy, completely. Yeah. You know, he was like on the. He was a. Yeah. Australian I think he was on the champion. same. on the same team as um, Bob Bain. I think they were both in the team. That's right. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, lasers, lasers app we've mentioned. Um, and then he he has that crazy quote, which is something along the lines of, "I'd rather grow lettuce than win fifty thousand <laughs> surf comp or whatever." So that's so good. Fuck. Yeah, you can't yeah. beat that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I I grow lettuce these days, and it's the fucking of all the things to grow, it's the easiest thing. <laughs> it's oh, you reckon? Like, 
Yeah, it's not difficult to grow lettuce. Um, <laughs> once it's, I mean, if you can, if you can get it to the seeds to 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 go, um, it just you, fucking, it'll, right. grow, it'll grow everywhere. You don't have to do anything. Just got to keep the keep the snails off it. So right, maybe that's um, why he li- maybe that's why he liked it. Maybe he was um <laughs> he was also gro- um he was growing lettuce and uh, sucking back a few shrooms at the same time. Maybe. <laughs> um, <coughs> wow, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, what about Taj? You reckon? Like, well, yeah, I, like you said- I'm like I'm like you. I completely miss Taj. <laughs> so I only I only meant I only put him there because he's kind of the perennially the perennial. Uh, everybody thinks of him as the the big failure, right? Um, yeah. But you know, I obviously appreciate Taj, but I never. You know, you, you hear people who are maybe, I don't know, mm. let's say 10 or so years younger than us who talk about montage and sabotage, which, I mean, yeah. I think those two, I've never seen the films, but yeah, that's got to be two oh. of the best. They've got to be two of the best fucking names for surf films of all time, right? <laughs> Well, crazy, crazily enough, we're, we're living in a in a share place at um at the Baddock Hedge back in the Oof. day with um Roscoe Pick Goldtrain and and at, at the guy I was living underneath at the time, I can't even remember how it happened, but Jack McCoy um popped in, um and he goes to all of us, oh yeah, I've just you know he just done the documentary, you know the Oki one, yeah. Yeah. which was which is pretty cool, you know. Um, and you can't beat Oki for no. kind of interesting material, you know. And she goes, Hey, I've got this new video I'm about to put out, it's about Taj Burrow, and um, have a watch and see what you think. And so we watched it, and the surfing in it, I can't look, I can't remember the details, but I remember being blown away by his surfing. But yeah. the thing that that I remember the most about it. And I think I said this to Jack because he's going, so what'd you think? And I went, well, he's an amazing surfer, but, and he just goes before, I, I think the way it went, he's, he said, before I could finish what I was about to say, he's going, he's boring as batshit, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, like he, and, and you don't, you know, I think we've said this before, the surfers shouldn't be expected to be interesting on land, interesting. No, no. you know, and, and he seems obviously seems like a, a, a nice human being, but he just didn't make for interesting material. Well, he's not a colossus of intellectual thought. Perhaps. And that's that's fine. It, but it, I just it, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just like Picasso can be an asshole. Um yeah. Taj can be boring. But but <laughs> I think that he hadn't named it yet either. So we're we're all you know, racking our braids for some good Taj-related pun. But, yeah, I think Taj Mahal. We, we kind of ran out very quickly of good Taj, Taj puns. That was Taj is probably the, the best. Ta- yeah. Well, or montage is also a, a oh, good That's one. probably even better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I obviously respect Taj for everything he's done. Um, and he still looks pretty zippy, although um, today- He's in his comp, he, isn't he? Well, yeah, he, he caught one wave at, in the last minute of a 35 minute heat okay. and fell off. So um, I think where well, he, he gets to the, 
losers losers round, right? Um, nice, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I mean, I I only picked these guys because uh, you know they they were purported to be failures, but it just goes to show uh, if that's failure, well, then give it to me any day of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of like um. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, you know, Buzz Aldrin they yeah. kept asking, you know, what was it like being the second on the moon? I was like, well, fucking hell, I'm on the, I'm on the moon. <laughs> Who gives a shit if I'm first or second? Even the dudes. Be, there must be yeah. some ev- evolutionary thing that we, we're obsessing, we obsess about mm, mm. You know, being first. Being number one, yeah. Uh, um, ultimately, I think that in, in terms of surfing, we're all losers because mm-hmm. surfing is the ultimate kind of chase your tail experience, right? Um, <sighs> you always yep. want, it's like being a fucking cocaine addict. Yep. You always want another line. You always want more. You want, mm. you know, like we've talked about, you, you get a barrel, you want another one straight away. You get a good wave. You were going to go in, but you get a good wave and then you've convinced yourself, Oh fuck! I'm gonna go back out because I'll yeah, get another good wave, get and, and yeah. then of course you fucking you never do, or I mean maybe you do, but uh, yeah. So maybe uh, we're all maybe we're all a bunch of big. I I think you, I think you're onto something there. Um, I, I've got another Oscar Wilde quote, and I think this um speaks to surfing and more probably more style, and 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 I think what is more worse than failure in surfing than having a shit style. Um, Anyway, so this is Oscar Wilde. It is better to be beautiful than to be good, but it is better to be good than to be ugly. We interrupt this broadcast to provide the listener with an important public information service from the grumpiest of grumpy locals, Devo. You know what I fucking hate about surfing? It's these fucking wankers who arrive at the beach wearing their fucking weddies. For fuck's sake. And after a bloody pathetic excuse for a surf, almost certainly bloody involving the paddle of fucking shame, the same wankers then drive away still wearing their fucking steamers. Jesus fucking Christ. What's the fucking story anyway, you wanker? Are you afraid of a bit of fucking cold? You're not in Anne fuck Antarctica, you frilly blouse. You're at some suburban fucking beach. There are probably fucking hot fucking showers, you wanker. Take off your fucking clothes and put on your fucking wetty in the car park, for fuck's sake. And visa fucking versa, you wanker. I bet you fucking wear it all fucking day. For fuck's sake. When I see some fucking asshole queuing for a fucking lardy or at the fucking ATM dressed in a wedding, I just think, you pathetic little fucking pussy. Do you reckon you look good in your wedding? Of course you don't. You look like some pathetic fucking loser at Mardi Gras, you wanker. With your fucking sad little wiener barely fucking making a lump in your suit. And I've got news for you, mate. Real fucking men sweat. And sweating in your weddy makes you stink. So unless you're some sick perv who gets off in that yeasty fucking old sock fuck 
ripe fucking cheese stench. You need to wear your fucking witty for what it's meant for. For fucking surfing, you wanker. Put it on just before you go in the fucking water. And then take it off when you fucking come out, for fuck's sake. You're not some fucking frogman, you wanker. You're not going to be called out at any fucking moment to save some poor bastard's life in best fucking straight, for fuck's sake. Get a fucking life, fucking wankers. And I think that, I mean, that speaks a lot itself, I reckon. As I, I find that, I think, and we've probably said this before, it's probably better to not do any turns on a wave and just stand there and at least be semi-stylish than to try and do some what you think is a is a shroupy kind of turn but just to look look stupid well there's a a, another podcast um surf podcast in which one of the 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 hosts he says he's i think he must be 55 or something like that maybe a little bit older right. and and he says that his ambition in surfing he i think he's a pretty good surfer his ambition in surfing now is to surf with dignity <laughs> that's so good basically means and he said he said his his prize maneuver at the moment is uh kicking off a wave well you know, you know the, the the kind of fly off the back when you land on your board. He, he's like, yeah. if I can, if I can do that, I'm like absolutely stoked. So the, the that's uh, pretty good. Finishing the wave, <laughs> surfing with dignity, as opposed to anything else. So uh, wow. maybe that's maybe that's something we should take on board. I think that's that's priceless. <laughs> dignity. It's all about just uh, give me some, give me a shred of dignity. That's all I absolutely. want. Absolutely. Um, uh, now, um, Mr. Mr. Dazza, I'm going to have to crash out because it's getting late, late here oh, in uh, this part of the world. Yeah, um, I, I, I feel feel you. Um, have you got time for a quiz? Absolutely. Um, this uh, this might be oh, might be a bit. I could try and speed this one up because it's I've got quite a, a list here, and actually feedback wise, actually, do you want to just do um. Before we do the quiz, um, lookbacks, because um, did you did you get a, an email from another Taj? The Taj, you haven't got. Have you checked your emails? Well, anyway, we might have to read that out later. But um, a mate of uh, one of my sons, uh, Taj, no relation to the borough, um, has is loving the show. He's actually quoting quotes from it, left, right, and center. I saw him down the beach the other day and he's... Taj Hutchison. Dazza Stan. Wouldn't want to go too far and say I'm your number one fan. <laughs> That's, good. That's a good start. But the masterpiece that was the Greed podcast compelled me to write to you boys and let you know I'm frothing the episodes. Really love the rinsing of those kooky sups and those greedy goats in the lineup. <laughs> Would love to hear what you guys think of the dichotomy between the local legends and those pesky brazos out in the lineup. Oh, that's that's a difficult one. Oh, at what yeah. point do you stop sharing and stand up for what is rightly yours? That's good. That's funny. Um, I, I think that's tongue, tongue in cheek. Another thought which has been on my mind recently is when do we reach the ceiling of our surfing ability? 
Oh, mate, it must be about 75 years old. Um, <laughs> the ceiling. Um, my God. Am I only a few years away from my peak performance? How old is this guy? Um, uh, about or, 18, 19. Yeah. Uh, mate, you got fucking about 30 years, Taj. That's right. Um, or has my progression just begun? I would like to think that you boys will be getting barreled till you're 102. <laughs> <laughs> your long wispy beards flowing in the offshore tradies again lots of love what a fucking legend thank you Taj. Taj. That's a bloody cool Taj. oh there you go uh, wow uh, our first email yeah that's pretty good well I'm, on your Taj, think... i'll give you a sticker and um, we'll send him a sticker we will do uh as far as the local legends and pesky brazos in the lineup um i think we'll have to pass that one to uh our our good mate um uh, rodrigo rodrigo he can answer well, i'll tell that. you what we'll, I'll, we'll we'll send rodrigo around to have a personal chat with him <laughs> see how that goes around, um, uh, at three o'clock in the morning yeah that's right there's a knock on the door bom dia bom um okay this is my quiz question um, I think that's enough for lookbacks, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, although, yeah, Taj. Um, okay. Can you name how many, okay, or how many animal-related surf nicknames can you name in the surfing world? Say that again. So, if, well, you've got your surfers, you've got your nicknames, and for some reason, surfers love a good animal nickname. For example, well, the top one would be Rabbit Bartholomew. What other um, animal-related surfer nicknames can you think of? Uh, marsupial. <laughs> wow, I didn't have that one. Awesome. Uh, well, dog, obviously. Yeah, there's lots of dogs, isn't there? Yeah, we apologize, but the gremlins got in the works at this point and buggered the sound up. Also, Stan's response was lame. And then, Wait, and then, that's a hell collection of uh, of um, animal nicknames. They're bloody awesome. Cool, hey. Um, and interestingly, uh, in part, trying to look at this, um, somebody posited the question: uh, There are people, surfers, who are nickname proof, and and they said Lopez and Curran. A nickname proof. They yeah, haven't got nicknames, no. which I thought was quite interesting. <clears throat> so I don't know what that says. Maybe it's because they're so iconic that. Mm. That's right. It's like mm. God. Does God yeah, have a nickname? A, what about Slater? Does he have any nicknames? Well, apart from the goat. Um, well, another mm. animal, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Smelly skater. Anyway, smelly skater. So that was that was my weird quiz question, for the day. Mate. That was one of the um, best quiz questions we've had. And for the mute, uh, have you got any quiz questions, or are you are you uh, no, sound I like you're actually I'd, ready yeah. for bed? <laughs> Do you have another one? Uh, I I had a no no I'm, I'm lost I've lost it I've lost it lost the thread. Um, why don't we just leave it at that? No, I have a, um, I, have a quick, I have one quiz question for you. Okay. What years did Shane Haran finish runner up? God, got to be in the seventies. 
Now I'll give you a, I'll give you a clue. It was four years like, in a row. Uh, I'd say seventy six to eighty. Oof. Seventy eight to eighty two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Painful. Painful. Okay, I, I'll I'll give you a, I'll give you another one more question. Mm-hmm. How many people apart from Taj Burrow have have um, rejected a place on the world tour because they uh, weren't ready? Oh, that's interesting. Um, Julian Wilson. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes, because I'm guessing anyway. No one ever <laughs> said no one ever. Wow. There you go. How's that? Wow. Mm. That's a good question. Trick yeah. question. I like a good trick question. Um, okay. <laughs> I got another. This is a question, music question. Another animal related music question. <laughs> how many How many bands can you think of with the word cat? Cat-related titles in there. Cat Stevens. So either nice. Cat Power. Nice. Uh, One more, and you win the prize. You win a Soundwave sticker. <laughs> uh, um, hang on. Does it have to be the word cat? Think stripy T-shirt. Think. Another animal, and then that cat. Oh, that was a good, that was a really good uh, clue, mate. Rat cats. Nice. Um, <laughs> I also had stray cats, the cat empire, El Fresh the lion, Pussy Riot. Um, Pussy Riot, absolutely. Pussy Galore, Le Tigre, and... Meow, meow. Mate, you came up with some fucking ding-dong yeah. questions today, mate. Yeah, there you go. Um, well. Well, mate, I reckon we, we did failure. We failed. The we good failed thing with failure fail is if we... we yeah, that's failed, right. We failed we were, to we, fail on failure. We couldn't fail, really, could we? Because it... Winner. If it was shit, we can... If it's shit, well, that's just part of it. It was a dead set winner. It was a cert experience. from the start. Here is a quest for the listener. If, cool. if there's montage and sabotage, what's give us another film title? Nice. Uh, a punny title for yeah, Taj or just for... It has to have Taj in it. Okay. Um, that would be great. Um, have you got any uh, quotes to, to finish off? Yes, I do. I have one quote to finish. Nice. Success breeds complacency. Complacency breeds failure. Only the paranoid survive. <laughs> that's amazing. By some guy called Andy Grove. I don't know who he is, but that's a fucking, I like that. Only the paranoid survive. That's amazing. <laughs> um, wow. Well, that, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I've, I've got one, an Oscar Wilde. Well, it's I'm paraphrasing Oscar Wilde in this one, so I've, I've adapted it for a surfing um, context. 
We are all flailing in the impact zone gutter, but some of us are looking up at the pros getting shacked. <laughs> Mate, that's a good adaptation of an Oscar Wilde. I like that. Um, he's he's um. Some of us are that, some of us are looking at, up at the pros getting shacked and hoping that they don't let run, us, don't over. run us over. That's it for the failure show. Tune in next time when Daz and Stan talk about the youth. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram, Tales from the Shack and Soundwaves Dazabi. Listen to the playlist on Spotify or email us on shacktales at gmail.com. Until next time, you.